Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Nicole Aquilina, owner of Dust to Glory, a residential and commercial cleaning company located in Howell in Michigan, just down the road. Hey, Nicole, yeah. welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you know where you are with your business today and uh, who you love to work with? Yes. So today I am a residential and commercial cleaning company located in Howell, Michigan. Our name is Dust of Glory LLC, and we specialize in helping clients create balance in their busy lives by providing high quality janitorial services in their homes and their small offices and businesses. Awesome. So who needs the balance more? What kind of people do you actually love working with and what, what does that actually help them to do? Ah, so this is one of my favorite questions. I think Um, we create balance mostly for families. Um, It's not always families, though. Sometimes it's um, elderly people who maybe are physically incapable of keeping their homes clean. Um, Sometimes it's organizational help. A lot of times people just don't know how to sort out their own um, mess and they need help with that. And we're really good at coming in and helping people get organized so they can reset their space. Uh, Because your home and the space that you live in is really tightly tied to your um, mental health. So if you can get your space around you organized and clean and feeling free and open, that's what happens to your mind as well. So that's that's something I've I've never even thought about that before. Obviously, as as a cleaning company, it's like, oh, yeah, you can come in, do all this stuff, get it ready, take our mind off of this so that we can get on with being the entrepreneurs that we are. Save our time because that time has to be spent somewhere um mm-hmm. but to be able to come in and, and help organize i'm like oh my gosh that's i never even considered that um and maybe that's a good point maybe some people don't even know what options are out there what help is there so that's taking me back and think wow huh where could that help out Yeah, yeah, it's um, really cleaning. Everybody needs a clean space. So there's um, no end to who we can really help. But particularly, I think it's elderly people who can't do it themselves. And then busy moms and dads who maybe have two, three kiddos and they're just wiping peanut butter all over the painted walls in the hallway towards the kitchen. And you just can't get to it because you're busy working and, and loving on your family. So we're here to take care of that for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Our little one at the weekend walking around, there was just everything is sticky when he's walked past the services, all the handles, the fridge, 
everything. I don't know what the dude does, but oh my gosh. So um, yeah, you'd be my my fairy godmother. I'd love that. So and I do. I think we change lives, you know. I think it actually, um, you know, if somebody hasn't ever had a house cleaner and then they finally get one and you um, walk into your home, it's just a really fresh, good feeling to have. And it's just kind of an irreplaceable feeling. And you don't, like you said, it, you might not even know that you need it. Um, but sometimes you, we get customers who have never had a cleaner and they get a deep clean. And, you know, once you go to house cleaning, you never go back. So don't start it if you don't want to keep it up. <laughs> well, what was it for you? What, what was it that prompted you to say, yeah, this, this is my business. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, so there's a couple of things. One is house cleaning has um, pretty low startup costs. So it was something that I could do to provide for my family um, that had pretty low, um, I, I needed very little financing to get started. Hmm. I always knew I wanted, most importantly, I always knew I wanted to help people and house cleaning was a direct way that I could get my hands on helping people and making a difference in people's lives. When I did, I'll never forget my first deep clean. I did, um, the look on her face when she walked into the house, she almost cried. And I was like, I want to feel this again. I just need to feel this way one more time. Um, so in a way, it's a little bit of a selfish thing for me because I enjoy the feeling that I get from helping other people. Hey, what you just said there, that's beautiful. I, I love this honesty. It's like, fuck it. I'm being selfish. I like to feel this way. Level two is, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, I get to help busy families or older people who can't do it themselves. That's fantastic. But I love that honesty with... Um, because again, we were joking offline about or chatting away what's going on and you know, success starts to bring you away from yourself slightly. And a lot of people say that, but that statement there about what it was selfishly that you enjoyed, there's, some, there's something beautiful in that. There really is. Thank you. Welcome. So what happened then? Because obviously then you you started, you got that drug. You're like, ah, oh, dopamine, give me some more. I, this is my passion. And you saw the impact. And you're like, okay, here we go. I'm going to make this, I'm going to build my empire. Yeah, I um, I think it's just a personal ambition I have in myself. And in some ways, I'm trying to prove to myself that I can do this, right? I want to know that I can build this company the way I set out to. Um, family's very much behind that. I know that um, I didn't come from a whole lot. My parents, um, you know, they, of course, did the best they could, but we weren't by any means rich, Um and so I just knew that I always wanted to provide more for my kids. Um, and I knew that having my own company was really the only way to do that. And in my first year, I mean, I made twice as much in my first year house cleaning and I ever did at any job working for somebody else. So once I figured that out, it was kind of a no brainer for me. I was like, oh, there's no going back to work for somebody else now. I've got a taste of what it's like to, you know, the pride that comes with that when you get that first sale and you're creating your own invoices and you're sending mm. people receipts and the ownership that it built into my character. Um, I couldn't go back from once I felt that. Yeah. And that's beautiful to have that reinforcement of, oh shit, it, it's actually working. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, this is what I'm doing. But during that first year, because it is not plain sailing, it, it, it can be a tough time. What was it during that time that maybe made you stop, question, think, consider? What was that part of the journey like? Um, 
So I had a lot to consider in the first year because I started getting a lot of word of mouth in my business because I was doing a good job. And then I had to kind of go through that hurdle of, all right, you need some help, which means you got to trust other people to help you. And mm -hmm. so that was a huge challenge for me. And I'm still kind of facing that. Um, so being able to let go of control and to make it to the next journey in my business um, because I knew I couldn't clean forever by myself and I knew I wanted more. I knew I wanted, again, that CEO mindset from owner operator to CEO. I just have sort of grown out of the, and in the beginning, it's crazy because in the beginning I thought there's no way I'll never let anybody go to a clean without me. I have to be at every single one. And I actually started listening to several podcasts while I was mm. cleaning, um, from people in my industry that, say you have to be willing to let go of the cleaning you have to step out of that or you will never scale and i kept hearing that over and over and just sort of something clicked and i made the decision that it was time to try to hire my first person and lucky nice. for me i have a sister um and my sister came to work for me and so that was a really good feeler for me to figure uh, out so you, how to run you took the intelligent and also the sneaky safe option well maybe family's not safe maybe that's the wrong thing but it was you know what i mean it's kind of like we can have a whole podcast on family working for you if you'd like <laughs> <laughs> nice um but it's so okay logically you're listening to the podcast and they're all saying okay here's the next step you should take here's what you need to do here's what you need to do which logically fantastic we're all told what we need to do we're all told all these good things but emotionally with yourself what was it that was the the thing that holds you back or maybe that stays with you right now is it you know they can't do as good a job as you is it the trust is it what you would your clients think what is it for you personally i think at that stage it was fear um fear of failing fear of failure i think most people are afraid to fail and i think once i had because I fail, I fail all the time. I still make mistakes all the time. Um, my techs make mistakes. I think the important part about failure is, and to be a business owner in particular, you have to be committed to, to being, a, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's the best word for saying I think there is to mm -hmm. kind of relate that. You have to be okay with making mistakes and being the one that at the end of the day, everybody looks to you for the answer. Why did this happen? How? How can we fix it? You're basically just a solution finder all the time. So you have to be okay with discomfort because you're going to run into errors all the time. And if you just go, I can't handle this, I'm going to crumble, then that's what happens to your team. Um, mm. So that also stepping into that role and reminding myself when I'm having a bad day that I have to come up with the solution and it doesn't really matter how I'm feeling in the moment. Even if I'm having a yucky day, I still have to you know, take care of my customer, take care of my clients. Still, I still have to send out invoices at the end of the day, even if one of my kids has coronavirus or, you know, so. Uh, Again, all those, all me, those hats. So you're starting to relinquish some of these hats, but you've still, so on this yeah. journey from solopreneur to CEO, it's okay, we're, we're getting there. But the, I guess the traits that you've, you've held onto, which have got you that first level of success the maybe again over delivering undercharging uh, caring so much putting everyone else first apart from yourself perfectionism 
perfectionism. So go back to the fear of failure because that's a that's a broad thing. I mean, oh my gosh, that means something different to a lot of people. What did that mean to you based on that sort of solopreneur mentality that that got you to where you were? Um, so for me, the fear of failure was tied into really tightly tied into how other people were going to think about me and my business, what other people thought about what I was doing. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks, um, because people are gonna not like what you have to offer. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you're selling or you're doing. Not everyone's going to love you. I'm sure you've probably ran into that, you know, doing this podcast. It's you run into people that you think, oh, everybody's going to get along with me and I'm just going to be the best business owner ever. And then sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, So that fear of failure for me ties into that people pleasing nature, um, Mm. which also led into asking for the correct prices so that I could hire a team of people. You know, I had to charge accordingly. Um, But yeah, I think feel a fear. I think people fear failure mostly because of what other people are going to think. And I think on the other side of if you move past that fear, there's this really beautiful space for anybody to sort of find themselves in. And that when you, once you get past that fear of caring what other people think, it's all up from there because you've got your hater goggles on, you know, you can't see anything anyways, because you're too busy moving forward in your own business to see anything else. Mm. And then you're just so busy, you know? Yeah. I mean, that is, it's great when you can get to that level. And again, logically and emotionally, you understand it. Okay. Not everyone's going to like me my service, what I do, how I come across. And that's okay, which is great. But you're aware that when you get to the next level, that may rear its head again. So it's that you may have thought, oh, hold on. I, I thought I'd dealt with this. Oh my gosh. And then it comes back. It might be peers, other, other companies, uh, people looking for advice as you are now a leader within not only your industry, but in your area of you know showing what's, oh my gosh, what is possible so there's there's so many different layers to this so to that end what have you found during your time here so as you've grown as you've been able to scale what's the what would you say was the biggest level up that you were like oh crumbs i i it was comfortable i made that next step and oh my gosh then it's like 12 baddies came out of nowhere mentally emotionally all this stuff what was that like it just happened this month (laughs) (laughs) um I I jumped quite big and I added quite a few jobs to our schedule, which gave everybody basically full schedules, all five of my, you know, people that I have working for me, which is awesome. But now I need to really worry about hiring more. And so I'm kind of hitting this point where I've had my team develop now for about a year, year and a half. I know the turnover rate in house cleaning is around a couple of years. So I need to really work on growing my hiring funnel and my system because that's not really complete. Mm. And I don't have a great system for that yet um, so that I can keep scaling. Cause I think what'll happen to me if I don't um, hire the right people and pretty quickly um, I'm going to end up losing some of my team and it'll put me back out into the field. And when that does happens, it's kind of like a landslide back 
So mm. my biggest challenge right now, and in the house cleaning world, they call it the valley of the shadow of death. That's what Debbie Sardone calls it. Um, and that's what it feels like. It's kind of a lonely place because you're doing all this work by yeah. yourself, wearing all these hats. Um, and not a lot of people can understand the level of busy that I am right now. Even my family. I mean, I feel bad almost sometimes when I talk to my everybody because I'm always going, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. And I'm like, I'm so sick of hearing myself say that right now. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be that person, but yeah. I really just am. And I, there is from morning till night, I'm communicating with people or, or solving issues. And um, so being able to handle that capacity of business while I wear all mm -hmm. the hats until I can afford to hire an administrative person is my biggest struggle right now. Mm -hmm. So it's that capacity, you've hit that level. Maybe you're, you just said it's it's time and it's also money, there's two factors. So whilst yes, you're successful, yes, it's going very well, you don't feel like you have enough to get that next level of help. However, that next level of help is the one thing that's gonna help you. Let's, yes. let's tie this back in because I always like to try and you know be clever with your business versus what you're going through. Maybe the advice that you or other people listening might, might need. So mm -hmm. this balance, you help people to, they come back and they you, know, you you save hours upon hours per week that they can then put into family time, more business time, health, romance, date nights rather than cleaning the house, whatever it might be. But it's taken that leap of faith. So let's just put it down to business because this is a business podcast that is at its core, at its essence, which is to be able to spend that money to get that next level help. If I hire a cleaner, I've got more time. If I manage that, I can earn more than my cleaner costs. Therefore, it's cost effective. So logically, we get it. Logically, you know, just hire the damn person. Mm -hmm. So what's stopping you? What is actually stopping you right now? Well, right now, I think it is money because when I hire that administrative person, I lose my income completely because it'll kind of go to that administrative person until we build mm -hmm. to the next level. So for me, I know the number, I have to hit 250 in revenue to be able to hire an administrative assistant. And so I think I'm just, I'm almost there. And so I'm feeling that weight. I'm kind of doing it by myself right now. And, um, mm -hmm. but you're right. What is stopping me? Uh, it's kind of the same thing that was probably stopping me uh, from the very beginning with hiring people, a little bit of fear, a little bit of having to trust somebody again with my own, with the income of my business um, and make sure that they are, you know, they communicate the way I would want them to communicate with a client. And then mm -hmm. in addition to that, I have to be ready to train them to do the job right. And if I'm being completely honest, I don't know that I'm ready to give the, um, if I'm, if I could train somebody to do that work just yet, because that mm. part of that business of my business, I'm still doing so, uh, I don't want to use this word, but half-assed, you know, like I know what I'm doing and I do it so well that I would have to create a job position for them to really be successful. So because you're half-assing something, you can't really train teach or just hand it over because there's no systems processes for this yes that honestly it. oh my gosh second time second gold star today oh my god we all do this i mean with the business to be able to you know what you're doing you found the hack of doing it if someone asks you what to do it's like well obviously you do this this and then over here and then go over there and then do this 
you've got your process yeah. down, but until that's by memory, you can't build and grow a business on memory. No, it's no. so all these things, we all do it. And it's so easy, but to catch yourself, be like, okay, now we know it's not time. It's not money. It's organizing. And you can justify why it is time. You can probably justify why it is funny? money. Isn't it funny though, that that's what I do for a living to help people. And I can't get my own self organized. Um, <laughs> I always, it's kind of a, a, you know, it's kind of funny uh, when you think about it, but you're right. It's not just really money. It's, it's, it's time. It's time. It's taking the commitment to building that position and saying, you know, well, it's seeing what's there, seeing what barriers are in your way. Now you're into our world. Now you're into our love language. Oh my gosh. Seeing what, what is the barrier? What's holding you back? What's truly going on? Because it's beautiful the way that you say, isn't this funny? Yes, not, not a wink from the universe. It's beautiful to see, oh, you mean you need exactly what you give in a different place mm-hmm. um, to talk to you know, a professional couple for you to eloquently describe, hey, by you outsourcing your cleaning, it's going to buy you this, this, and this. And then that's going to afford you the ability to do this, this, and this, whether it's time, energy, and money. Because the only three resources we actually have, time, energy, and money. So again, you can probably eloquently sell this, describe it, give the reasons, but isn't it interesting when it's us? We can't self-diagnose. We can't see our own shit. And oh my gosh, and we're experts on justifying and deflecting and moving it away because it's uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's And again, fighting that um, need to got to be comfortable being uncomfortable and being honest with yourself. And if I am completely honest with myself, I am not in many ways. I have a fear of giving that work over to somebody as well as the commitment to the time. Um, But it's like anything else in my business. At the end of the day, I really do have to just buckle down and make the decision to build that position. Kind of like I did with the cleaning techs. I had to create these checklists for them so they understood what they were cleaning. And I had to create training note cards. And then I bought um, training videos to teach them so that everything was implemented in multiple places. And so that's now what I have to do. And it's just sitting down and and getting it done. I think sometimes with businesses, we just, our own laziness can kind of get to us. Um, You know, and it's not always just about purely being lazy. It's just, I think a lot of us are exhausted because we are still wearing a lot of hats until we get to those next levels in our business where we can afford to get more help and and do all the things. Like I would love to have a bookkeeper I'm just working my butt off to get to a bookkeeper. I am not a bookkeeper by any nature. It's not what I'm, I am not good at it. I should not be in charge of doing it in my own business. Um, but, you know, I have to for now. So. Nice. And uh, throughout all of this, we haven't mentioned the personal life. Oh my gosh. Having a family, having children through this whilst you, you build this. So with in general, if you pack package all those in for you, is it, is it fear? Is it is it worry or is it overwhelm? What would you say is, is the one thing that's right? That's, that's where I am right now. Mostly. I think it's overwhelm. Yeah. I think mine's overwhelm. I think that it's just hard to have a service business and, um, and make sure that it's at the level that I want it to be at while also being a mom and, um, making it to field trips and field day yeah. and, 
um, you know, like I've got those at the end of the month and I had to really look at that calendar and make sure I could block out that time and, and those things. So I think it's just overwhelm, but I think that I'm really good at working through my overwhelm and baby steps. So I know that I'll get there. Um, and we didn't talk about this because we talked about, you know, trying to get to the next levels, but I think it's important to also be patient with yourself and to give yourself a pat on the back once in a while. And that Rome wasn't built in a night, you know, I have to remind myself all that all the time. Nicole, you started business three years ago. It's not supposed to be grown to a, a 20 year level business. I'm not there yet. Um, so accepting that it takes time to build something great and that you it's okay to be where you're at in your business as well and to not have it all figured out. Yeah, I think it's okay to be where where you are. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, you could have this built with, with a thousand employees within one year. It could take two, three, four, 10, 20 years. It's what's right for you. It's what's right for you mm -hmm. and your, your body, your, your family, your relationships. There's all these elements come into it. So I think it's finding that the alignment and authenticity of what's, what's right for you. Because we can justify with, oh, it takes years and years to build a business. And for someone, that's what they needed to hear. And it's right. For other people, it's, oh, cool. There's my excuse to just take it off and just not do the thing because I'm scared. I'm worried. So I think whilst we can lie to ourselves, I think we also, we also know deep down, we know. And that's where the sort of the fun and games of being, hey, your journey from being the solopreneur to the CEO and being like, well, yeah, what's next? So just let's look far and distance. So top level. What's the goal? What do you actually want? I want to create um, generational wealth for my family. Um, and I want to, I see my company being a franchise company someday so that we can help more mamas, you know, more busy, um, more business owners like me who need the help around the house. Um, and I see us going just just growing from here and, and hopefully being able to just touch more people and make a difference in more people's lives. Um, cause I know we're doing that. And when I see those reviews and I see that feedback, it, like we talked about, it's kind of selfishness for me, it feeds my soul. So, um, knowing that my, through my company, I'm able to create that feeling for people means the world to me. And I just want to be able to keep doing that. And I think the more dust of glories I'm able to open around the world, the more I the more people I can help. So looking forward oh, to that. Fantastic. I love that vision. Beautiful. It touches so many things and yeah, at its core, it's like this, I want to do this. I want to help people. So, Hey, Nicole, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your journey behind the scenes and the amazing things that, that you do. So look, if you want to find out more about you and your business, where can they find you? So you can find us on Facebook at Dust of Glory LLC. You can also find us online at www.dust with the number two, glorylc.com. And you can put a request for a quote in there. Um, and uh, hopefully you'll come check us out, Residential and Commercial Cleaning. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast doing this and loved your advice, which I will absolutely take with me. Um, so I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Oh, hey, you're so, so welcome. So anyone, if you're, you're curious, we're like, hell yes, I need this help. Go check it out. But yeah, Nicole, thank you so, so much. My pleasure. I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.